writing tracks. How to write anything. Welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to have a look at other comma uses. Basically, there are lots of ways in which you can use a comma, but if I had to summarize all of them and if I had to say what they had in common, it would be that in a way, in one way or another, they all represent some sort of disruption with the syntax of the sentence. So somehow, it, with the comma would be alerting you that something weird is going on, that the syntax has been messed around with. It might not look like that at the very beginning, at the onset, but if you listen to my arguments, I hope I can convince you, okay? So let's have a look at a comma, for example, one of the first rules, to separate a city from its state or a city from its region or province. So imagine, I am from East Lansing, comma, Michigan, or I live in Madrid, comma, Spain. So in that way, what am I saying? Is I live where? In Madrid. But then I want to add some extra information, and Spain is also a bit of information, so I could well say I live in Madrid, I live in Spain, or I live in Madrid, Madrid is in Spain, but I want to shorten them out. I want to group them because both of them represent the place. So I live in Madrid, comma, Spain. They are both included into that category. So that's one of the uses. And in a way it could be conceptualized or understood as a disruption in the syntax. So we had one box, the subject, another box, the verb, another box, the object, or if the verb is a copular verb, instead of subject, verb, object, we can use a subject, the complement. But when we're moving into the where, into the box that would represent place, we have a disruption, we have included two elements. So I live in Madrid, comma, Spain, full stop, two elements there linked, one inside the other, okay? So that would be one of the uses that we have. We're going to see that something very similar happens with times, but before we move into time, we're going to have a further reflection on how to add prepositional phrases and adverbial phrases when we want to group elements inside of a box, inside of a category. So I could say, following, I mean, I'm continuing with that example, I could also say, I live on the fifth floor in a flat on the outskirts of the city in Madrid, Spain. Now, are we free to organize things especially willy-nilly? Or since English language is so organized, is, it like, is there an optimum way of layering them up? Yep, you guessed it. Of course there is, of course there is. And we go from the smallest to the largest. That's why we would say on the 10th floor in an apartment building in Delhi. That's where the meeting will take place, for example. Okay, now let's move to time. And if we are into the 
time box category, the same thing will happen. So today's today's Wednesday, comma the tenth of October, two thousand and twenty-three. So we begin adding elements, and we're going to say the day, comma, and then the date. Now this is far more complex, and this is extremely interesting. Well to me that is but the thing is that there are different systems and the British system and the American system would work slightly in a slightly different way so that's why you might see um, date written in different in different ways like September 11 or the 11th of September hmm. bear, 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 bear attention to that so we're not going to have a specific practice into that, but just my advice or my fantasy would be for you to pay attention to it the next time that you say it written and to have a look and an understanding and start getting familiar with the idea of the comma as signaling that something dangerous has happened. Now, let's have a look at a different use that we can have of the comma. I'm following the same philosophy, showing that something has happened that perhaps it shouldn't have. This time is going to be with adjectives. Remember, adjectives are those describing words. Now, the world of adjectives is fascinating, and I hope that at some point we could go and pay more attention to them. But just for the time being, we can safely say that we can use a comma to separate two adjectives when the word and can be inserted between them. So imagine that the following, the following example, she was a young dog, she was a beautiful dog. We want to group these two things, we want to describe dog and I want to assert two qualities to it and that these two qualities are different. One of them would relate to the age, the other one would relate to her appearance. So one of them is more objective, the other one is a little more subjective. Uh, both of them can be separated, both of them can be linked with the word and, so we can say that she was a young dog and she was a beautiful dog. That way, the way in which we can summarize that information would be she was a young, comma, beautiful dog. Okay? So, there is far, far, far more to say about adjectives, cumulative adjectives, the adjective order, but this will go for the time being out of the scope of this uh, podcast. So, we're going to postpone it, but just take my word for granted. She was a young, comma, beautiful dog. And another way in which we can use the comma is when we have a vocative, when we are calling someone. I know that this is a silly example, but I hope you get the point. Let's see if you can see the difference between these two sentences. Sentence number one. Let's eat, comma, grandpa, exclamation. So, let's eat, grandpa. That would be, I mean, the equivalent when we are speaking. Let's eat, comma, grandpa. We're calling grandpa. So, let's eat, comma, grandpa, exclamation. Now, option number two. 
without a comma. Let's eat, Grandpa! Exclamation. <laughs> that would be the equivalent of saying, let's eat, Grandpa! Exclamation. So, I hope that you can see the difference. In the first one, you're calling your grandpa. Grandpa is a person, so you just use a comma and you're alerting the person. Let's eat, comma, grandpa. In the second one, let's eat, grandpa. <laughs> you're talking about cannibalism. You are suggesting that it's a good idea to eat your grandfather. Let's eat, grandpa, without comma. So, whenever you think that commas make no difference, think again. Or else, you can end up being eaten. And now, we're going to move to one of my favorite uses for the comma, which is the listing comma. This, I'm sure, is the very first one that you have studied even as a kid. So you may not know how to use punctuation, by, by jolly, I'm sure you know how to use this listing comma. So how do we use it? Whenever you have a list and there are three or more things into the list, you're going to add a comma to separate the items in that list. For example, she has two dogs, comma, three cats, comma, one bed, and five fish in her house. I've paused here because we're going to begin a very intense and an interesting debate on something that it is called the Oxford comma. But only just for the time being, you have a list, you have three or more things in one category, so to speak, in one of the boxes, you are disrupting the, the, the order in the way in which, remember that the structure is subject, verb, object. So in an example like this one, she has something. She is the subject, has is the verb. The verb have as a full verb would require um, an object. So what does she have? What has she got? she has something. Now, instead of that something, if I want to include a million things or three things or more than three things, not necessarily a million, something is wrong. It should be subject, verb, object, not subject, verb, a million objects. If I want to include subject, verb, and three objects, I need to call the police, just as if I wanted to move something to the beginning of the sentence. What's the police? The comma. As long as I include a comma, and fine and dandy. So she has two dogs, comma, two cats, comma, one bird, and comma or no comma, and five fish in her house, full stop. I hope you understand the logic. And now to the Oxford comma. So what's the controversy? What's the problem with it? Well, before we begin with the controversy, we can look or we can think of the following example. Imagine that I tell you, she went to the pub with her boyfriend, comma, an idiot and a clown, full stop. How many people did she go with? And the problem is that we have two conflicting rules here. 
one of them is the listing, the listing comma. So remember that when we were having a disruption in the syntax, in the way in which we would introduce a list of things, three or four more elements included in one category, be that the object or the time or place, we had commas to represent that these elements were into one category. But there is also another conflictive point, because sometimes when we want to add extra non-essential information into a sentence, we add a comma. We haven't seen that yet fully. We'll have a look at it in the next episode when we look at relative clauses. But the problem is there. And the thing is, it's not clear. So if we say she went to the pub with her boyfriend, comma, an idiot and a clown, full stop, we don't know. Some people understand that she went to the pub with two people, uh, with, with three people, sorry, like the boyfriend would be one person, an idiot, another person, and a clown, another person. Some people would understand that she just went to the pub with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend happens to be an idiot and a clown. Because of that, we have the Oxford comma. So if we include, she went to the pub with her boyfriend, comma, an idiot, comma, and a clown, now we know she went with three people. And the, the controversy, the discrepancy, is lost forever. Did that help? I hope so. Now, the Oxford comma is an a stylistic device. Some people love it, some people hate it, some, some people tend to use it, some others avoid it. I tend to like it. So I include if there are three elements and there is a problem with understanding and meaning and everything, just a comma, it won't hurt. And I need to research these, but apparently the Oxford comma is not really used in Oxford. I think it's more used in American English, but more work will be needed from my side to confirm this. And at some point, I mean, I will, I will confirm it and I'll get back to you on that one. Hi, I'm Mara Jurado, the person behind this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Writing Tricks. I'll be back with new episodes pretty soon. You can find more writing tricks on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast directory. Some of you have asked me how to help this podcast. Well, if you find the tricks interesting and you want them to keep coming to your phone, the best way to make sure that this happens is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. Of course, don't forget to follow it on Twitter and on Facebook at Writing Tricks and on Instagram at Writing Tricks FM. I'll meet you there and I'll see you next time. In the meantime, remember, there are easy tricks to learn how to write anything.